0: Welcome to the Honorable Insurance Podcast. This is a podcast of the Toscano Agency, which, by the way, was founded on Bill Toscano's porch over 52 years ago while his kids were running around. Why the front porch? Strange place to start a business. It's because his wife would not let him use the dining room. We're still family owned, operated, and friendly here at the Toscano Agency. We specialize in trucking here at Toscano. By the way, our founder was a truck driver before he started the agency. Reach out to us with your trucking risks from single units to fleets. We can help to get your quote rolling. Without further ado, here's today's episode.
1: Hey, Dana. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Nicole. My goodness, it's March. What do they say? Mm -hmm. And like a lion, out like a lamb. So we got our last little snowstorm hopefully coming through this weekend and got braced through and then. 50s and I think maybe 60s next week. We got this yes, we for got sure. This. I'll bring the warm
0: weather with me on my Yay. travels this weekend. So hopefully, all that snow melts right away when I get out there. So yeah, I can't wait yeah. to see you finally in person. It's I been know. Quite a few months it has been. I'm it's really neat. excited to mm-hmm. see everybody at the agency and uh, catch up. And you know, it, it's nice seeing everyone on camera. Even better in the flesh. Absolutely. Oh, always, always. Mm-hmm. Maybe grab a meal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Has, food and beverage <laughs> definitely has to go along with this. That's how, you know, you build relationships over yes. breaking bread, if you ask me. Like, that's the best way. <laughs> Maybe a little wine. <laughs> oh, well, yes, of course. <laughs> of the red variety, dry, okay. room temperature. Let's be specific. Like, come on. <laughs> Teach me your ways, Nicole. Teach me your (laughs) ways. Oh my gosh. And probably pasta. I am so ashamed to say weakness. Pasta. I know, but like you can't eat pasta without good wine. Like they just go together.
1: (laughs) That's what I hear. I've heard recently a good steak goes goes with a good one too. So I maybe again keep
0: learning, (laughs) growing my wine knowledge. (laughs) Yes. Well, I drink this wine called carnivore with mm-hmm. steak. It's so good. It's a dry Sounds red. like it it's should delicious. go together. Yes, <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, it goes great with, with the red meat. It's so good. So good. But enough with food we should just have a food podcast sometimes I swear food or running (laughs) oh yeah
1: I could kind of go hand in hand actually Uh, yeah definitely (laughs) so I can eat this food yes exactly that is a tattoo I should have (laughs) like my motivation that's that's just like running after a pasta noodle or something there you go yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's our logo.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. So, writing's a good way to segue into what we're talking about today. Um so we're talking we're having the ego conversation. Are you coachable? You know, this is something that I think we all strive for to make sure we are coachable, meaning we're we're able and willing to learn, we can admit fault or when we don't know knowledge. Because when it's the opposite and we can't, we become that stagnant pond scum that we've talked about a couple times. i have had a couple podcasts about you know getting out of our own way. So Dana, I'm gonna open up with your story that you want to share. Tell us a little bit about being coachable and how you got to that point. I mean you've experienced a lot through soccer, through running and trainings and you know, both personally and professionally. So tell us a little bit about how you got to the point of being coachable.
1: Yeah, well actually see I I would have to say when I started taking on endeavors from a young age, when I started when I was younger, I played tennis and getting into that, I was always scared and nervous. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't this I wasn't that um, and even getting into soccer, I came into a little bit later. I had a friend of mine, she was playing and she loved this team and she really wanted me to play with her. Come on, Dana, let's do this. So I went with her, scared out of my mind. I don't think I can do this. I don't know what I'm doing, you know. So I always went into these things real timid, scared, but kind of excited and want to do it. And, um, but I always went in with a blank slate and, and almost like a sponge. Like I just got to take in as much as I can. I know I can't learn it all at one time, but I got to take it in and I got to ask the questions, but I got to embrace some constructive criticism along the way, because I am not going to know what I'm doing now. I have to share with you, Nicole. um, My dad was a great athlete and, but he had this like, Unbelievable confidence. Like, I, I guess there's like this fine line. I didn't have that confidence going into these things. Like he would have had, he would have just went in and I got to prove myself and he probably exceeded more right from the get-go than, than I did. Right. But I'm not saying he wasn't coachable. I'm not saying that, but I just always kind of sat back more and work through things. And as I learned through that, I were, I'll never forget Nicole, one of my, the first teams I played for at soccer, there was this coach that everybody was afraid of. He was like this military coach. And when he talked, like he, he yelled and he was really strict. And there was, I've heard some of the girls that played for him either didn't like him and were scared of him or whatever. And he was ended up being one of my first coaches and I went into this and I'm like, okay, I don't want to be scared of this guy. I know his demeanor, but I knew he was successful. So like what he was saying was going to help. And he probably was the best at constructive criticism.
0: You know, okay. he would
1: stop you right in the middle of the thing and said, now you did this. Here's why you need to do this in this way, not this way. And it would just open my eyes. I I mean, of course, everything hurt. I mean, you are yeah. like, Oh, I thought I was doing it right. And we can always be a little defensive, but if they can really show you and open your eyes and pivot you, like he would literally stop me in my physical stance, turn, like he wouldn't touch me, but he would just say, turn this way, put your body this way, put your leg like this and look what happened. You open up all this space and now look at all your opportunities. And he would show me that and it'd be a light bulb moment. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. This is so simple. This makes so much sense. Why couldn't I figure this out on my own? So as I worked through that, he ended up being one of my favorite coaches. Ironically, I went to school with his daughter, then he became a referee and I'd run to him even in college games. I'd see him again. And he was just one of my favorite coaches of all time because he just really stuck with me. And I think through that and all those evolutions of that, One of the characteristics that I always tried to be was coachable because maybe that's just the way I was built, but I, I always thought that I could get places. I think I, if I worked hard enough um, again, I still think I go into them a little timid and intimidated in some situations, Yeah, but put my head down and try to ask the right questions when I need it. And I always tell people I'm open to that constructive criticism because I might not be seeing something. I might think I'm doing everything great until someone says, Did you ever think of it this way or try it this way? And all of a sudden, like I said, a light bulb goes off and you can do something that much better and be more productive and be like, Oh my gosh, this was so much more efficient. Why didn't I think of this? And not try not to get too defensive, you know? And I can't say like there hasn't been times throughout soccer or whatever where maybe something was said and I might have initially been like, oh man, like upset a little bit. But the more I digest it and I actually embrace it and try to you know move forward through it, I would get better. So but it's all the approach too. It, it does you have to have the right people doing it to you. Right, Nicole? Definitely.
0: That's, that's one of the most important things. I think, um, you know, I was, I was raised by a really strong woman who seemed perfect at everything that she did and i'm not saying she did anything wrong but i felt around my mom that i needed to know things i couldn't admit that i didn't know things you know whether this was school or you know what i'm doing after school like what i'm going to college for what i want my dreams what my dreams are i needed to have it all figured out that's how i felt not that she did this to me this is you know my perception and what i did so for a really long time i will say I wasn't very coachable. If someone did approach me and say, hey, you didn't do this right. You need to do this this way instead. I would get really upset, like not mad at the person. I would just really beat myself up. I was very sensitive when I was younger, especially like early 20s, very sensitive. Now I was a dancer. I did a lot of, you know, obviously I was coached by lots and lots of instructors. It was different when I was dancing. I was more open to being coached. This was more of knowing what I wanted to do with my life, you know, what I'm going to college for, what I'm going to do after that how I got my budget and finances together. Like I felt all of this pressure to be perfect and all of that and have like my whole life figured out. And I think it was more, my mom was trying to coach me to make good decisions. She wanted my life to be a little bit different than hers was. Um, But I felt like this extreme pressure and the not knowing something made me feel like a failure that has since really switched for me i am more coachable and moldable now than i ever have been my confidence level has definitely increased i love to learn there's so much i know that i don't know and i want to know so like i'm really um thirsty for knowledge i guess you would say i'm finishing up my masters you know i have been so humbled by this capstone thesis project i'm being mentored um you know by my one specific professor that I chose and you know you get that paper back that you've been working on if anyone's ever been through a master's program and you know there you work on that capstone project to get to your thesis you pour your heart and soul into writing this document and doing your research and you know using all of this analysis to try to prove the point you're trying to prove you send it over and it comes back and it's filled with all of these red lines and marks and this and that. I'm just like, I thought I knew what I was
1: doing. (laughs) You're giving me PTSD of college papers. Oh, (laughs) oh, you're amazing. No, no, no. It sounds like you have a great mentor that's really, you know, helping point you in that direction where it needs to go. Yes.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's been super humbling, but, um, you know, I've learned so much. So I think a lot of it is within ourselves to, to get to that maturity level, to get to that spot where, okay, it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay not to know the answers, you know, and this is both personally and professionally, but I I see this happen and I've seen this happen in, in multiple roles throughout the years and i'll start with my first big girl job you know that's the way i say this it's you know the job after internship after college first big girl job okay love it i'm analyzing data that was my job can you believe that That that's what I not not (laughs) not this chick. Mm -mm, definitely not. How did you like that? I hated it. I did forecasting and ordering. You know, making sure this for a mushroom company, I had to make sure Sam's and Walmart all had the right amount of product. And if they didn't, it was my fault. So I had to do forecasting. Oh no, none. Okay. (laughs) So the manager I had at that time was um, a family friend, which was nice. So I did know her, um, but. I was petrified of her. Absolutely petrified. I made mistakes. You're going to make mistakes, especially your first big girl job. You're going to make mistakes. You don't know what the hell you're doing. You know, you just came out of college, but that doesn't mean you know everything. You know, some of us get that mixed up. Nope, definitely not. Um, And I had to be, some, some of my mistakes had to be brought in front of me and, you know, be taught how to fix them. I will never forget the first time I made a mistake and she pointed it out, I sat at my desk and I cried, which oh, is God. awful. Yeah, I know, is this terrible? So yeah. we're talking over 20 years ago at this point. Now everyone knows my age, but anyways, um, yeah, I was really upset. I'm like, oh my God, I failed, I'm gonna get fired. I don't know what I'm doing. I lost confidence. And you know, God love her. You know, she was really, really tough on me, and I did wind up leaving. And I got into insurance, but anyways, mm-hmm. um, it, worked out. <laughs> it, did. it all worked out, but, um, I didn't leave because of that exact thing that happened. Obviously she did teach me, but I was so uncomfortable with her approach that I was not coachable by that person. It right. was not going to work. You know, that's another thing. So yes, I was young and sensitive and inexperienced, but You know the the approach of the person and the personality of the person that's trying to be coached is such a big part of this process as well. Oh yeah. You know, and I think as we have more experiences, you know, Dana, you had kind of mentioned that before. The more experiences we have under our belt, the better. You know, you you grow a little bit, yeah, get a little bit more comfortable with being uncomfortable. Those experiences definitely help to build and boost that confidence. But you mentioned. There's a difference between confidence, being very confident, overconfident, like having an ego problem. It's somewhere in the middle because you still have to be confident. There has to be a level of confidence.
1: You have to have some type of confidence to push through the uncomfortable situation. You know, you got to get, like you said, used to getting that comfortable, uncomfortable, I mean, but then have that confidence to know, you know what? No, maybe they're right. What do I do to fix this And, and push through that? And and prove yourself, prove to yourself that you can. You know, the right. reason you're uncomfortable is because of, I don't want to call it a flaw. It's just you're learning something new, it's a mm-hmm. different habit or whatever it may be. And for your first instinct is like, well, that's not just, that's not how I do that. You know, right. but okay, well, what are you going to do to change that habit? And how are you going to evolve to make yourself better? And sometimes you really got to step back and it's not a simple step. It might be 10 steps to get there. And you got to just put that first step forward, get that little bit of uncomfortable, work through that part, and then take the next step and whatever it is. And sometimes though, if you have that good mentor, you might have to ask them, how'd you do this? How did you yeah. get to here? Like, what steps did you take? And if you have that good mentor or maybe coworker or colleague, whoever it is, maybe that you feel more comfortable, like, Hey, I know you're really good at this. I was kind of told that maybe I should work at this. What do you do? How do you do this? You know, finding those right people and exploring those options. It might not necessarily be the person telling you, as you know, sometimes a boss might, like you said, a boss might tell you that you're doing something wrong that you didn't realize. And you're not, you're afraid to ask them how to fix it. They've maybe you think they expect you to figure that out like so you're embarrassed and you don't want to ask them but to find the resources if you can't figure it out yourself like how did you work through this and it's amazing that others have probably worked it out themselves too or had help doing it and seeking that good guidance and and not being so that's where the fine line is so confident that i'll just figure it out myself because if some sometimes you can, and then you can shock yourself. And be like, this is great, I did it myself. Yeah, but reaching out for help doesn't make you weak or anything. I actually think you might learn more from it in the long run on certain things. So, some people I think are afraid. They're that extra confident, and they're embarrassed to ask for help. And I, um, I don't think that's the case. I think yeah, you need to learn how to
0: to ask for help. Maybe that's and,
1: hard for some people, you know. I think
0: it is. I do, depending on what it is and who they're going to right. as well. Um, I think it's natural for humans to feel uncomfortable with being vulnerable. Like, right. you know, I still don't like crying in front of my husband. Like,
1: oh, I know, you know,
0: right? it's just know. like, why is that so difficult? Why do you have to have like this big front sometimes? You know, I think and we it's all not do that, that they don't, and it's
1: not that they don't. I thought they want to see you cry, but they don't make you feel like this is you saying, I don't want to cry in front of you. You know what I mean? Like this is right. us doing it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. They're not saying that to us. They're not, you know, just like your mom, you said you were striving for all this perfection for her. She didn't make, she didn't force that on you. It was mm-hmm. just your impression of, oh, she's so perfect. I'm going to prove to her that I can be just as perfect. That was your right. own perception of it at the time when you were growing up. You know, and that's, it ends up, I mean, in the end, you get all these great
0: qualities from it, but you learn from it, you know? Right. Good. Okay. So recently, Dana, you have done something which definitely you had to be completely prepared to be coachable for. Tell us about your designation you just got.
1: Oh, oh my goodness. The yes. Transportation Risk Specialist. Uh, designation. Um, actually it was very fascinating. Um, it was three specific courses we had to take an exam we had to take, but it's something that, um, I had other people in my department that have already done and I reached out to them and asked about it. I, in those specific people seemed to already have a great grasp on a lot of things and they were people I already always went to anyway, and they really encouraged me to do it and, um, through me asking about it and kind of then before diving in, I felt a little bit better going. into it. Yeah. But, um, but no, again, anything like that is, is always stepping out of my comfort zone. I mean, I, I think I'm, I, I know that I'm pretty intelligent, but I get, always get intimidated by, you know, testings and things like that. But this was great mm-hmm. because it was more of a, um, now again, it's all virtual because of everything, but it was more of a classroom type of environment. These three courses and things, and it, it, it ended up sucking me in, and I enjoyed every moment. I learned so much from it. But uh, thanks for letting everyone know. Of course. Blushing. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but I will tell you, I'm pretty impressed. Our department is really trudging along. I think uh, maybe good two thirds of us probably have it at this point or something. And I know a few more people are still going to keep working through it. And, um, anyway, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I don't, I don't know. It makes me, but see that little step always makes me think, should I try for another one? You know, it's kind of like that when I started running and I did my first 5k, you know, should I go for the 10, <laughs> you know, yeah.
0: and we'll see, we'll see what evolves. But, uh, but thank you. I mean, Yes, of course. And you couldn't have achieved that if you weren't open to being coached, if you weren't vulnerable to learning, because it is, it's, it's being vulnerable to learning. That's what it is. You're admitting that you don't know something and you want to learn more. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just think that so many of us have been raised that you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable. Maybe it's just me. Maybe this is just my thought process. I don't know. But um, I just hope that in the raising of my own daughter that I make her feel comfortable to be vulnerable, comfortable to ask questions. I remember being in grade school and high school. I did not want to raise my hand and ask a question right. in class because I was so embarrassed that I didn't know something.
1: Yeah, but did you? How about this? I I swear I would know the answer and I'd still be afraid to raise my hand. Exactly. Why was like, that? What, why like, I don't know. How do you teach being vulnerable and getting over that? Like how do you? Know. How do you do that? I don't know. But then you have the people that have this natural confidence and they don't, I, I looked up to some people, they did I think it's this, what do you, could it be? Yeah. Like they're not, they just uh-huh. put themselves out there and I'm like, wow. And I mean, I, I'm sitting there in the crowd with them like, man, I wish it could be like that. And I wasn't embarrassed for them, but I was mm-hmm. worried about me being a, like, it doesn't make sense because they're willing to do this and what they did didn't affect me, but I'm worried about what I do. Affecting others. I don't know. It's right. Constant, no, but um, I was like, man, hopefully someday I can be a little more like that. And yeah. sometimes, too, it takes a while. You might end up being around a lot more people that ask the questions, then you might be a little bit more open to asking the mm-hmm. questions. It's your surroundings. It really is. I, I, I yeah. do think like when you start to beco- become more comfortable around certain groups or settings, you'll ask more questions, as we know, whether it's friends, family, work. You know,
0: yeah, but it's, uh, it's, it's it's different. Like I had parent-teacher conference with Sophia's teacher, and she's like she is confident and she asks questions and she raises her hand if she's not understanding something, she admits that she's not understanding something. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's great, great, that's fantastic. I didn't figure that out till my first year of college. I'm like, I'm paying for this, I really need to make sure I understand <laughs> it. Like, that's what the motivator was then. Right. I didn't care. You know, if I looked vulnerable to all these strangers in this classroom, I don't care at that point. These aren't the people that I went to school with for 12 years. You know what I mean? It was just different. I, I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, it's really, it's, it's sad, um, it's sad if you can't be vulnerable at work and, you know, have somebody that you can ask questions to learn more, to, to be better. And I understand as people are first entering into their first big girl or big boy jobs, you know, it's, it's kind of intimidating and overwhelming and, you know, it's hard. So if you're in that seat right now, it will get better. I swear. It absolutely will.
1: I think that was when I felt the most vulnerable. I'll never forget you graduate and you just have this college that is, and just have this expectation, this unknown expectation that somehow is put on you, you put on yourself. Mm-hmm. But then I came out just like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? I, I've never yeah. been so nervous and scared. And like I got to prove myself to the world. Like that's what I felt like. So trust me, I think a lot of you, if you are in that boat, um, we've all been there. I think a lot of us have, I mean, there are select few that end up jumping right into the career and going forward, but I was blind coming out and, um, took a gamble on stuff and ended up where I need to be, but you're not alone you know, but allow yourself to be vulnerable, be that sponge. That's what I would say. Soak it all in. Yeah. And I know it sometimes takes a little bit to feel people out, you know, and as you do to gravitate towards the ones that you feel most comfortable with and learn the most you can, because over time, I think is what builds the confidence.
0: Right. If if we're not confident to be uncomfortable and vulnerable, we will not learn things will not change. And what happens? You become stinky, stagnant pond scum, which no one likes. So don't beat that guys. Right. <laughs> right. No. No, no. We don't want that. Keep evolving. <laughs> right. All right, Dana, thanks. This was a great talk. Um, guys, we'd love to hear from you. Podcast at Tiscato.com. We are accepting folks who want to come on the podcast and talk. We have a couple people lined up already. So if you are interested, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Dana, I will see you next week. See you
1: next week. Have a great day, everyone. And I'm on the roll.